0: Hey, so I'm here with Pastor Jamal. This is Pastor Matt um, at First Assembly of God. I guess we don't have we don't have this. This isn't called anything. Yet. But uh, so this is a Monday morning quarterback kind of like Monday morning debrief. Um, yesterday, Pastor Jamal, you picked you kicked off our week one of our series. Got yeah. with us. Yes, yeah. so I think it was really cool. Yeah. Um, but actually, so it's Thanksgiving weekend. I didn't want to start. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I
1: did have a good Thanksgiving. Actually, we. Um just think about it, we went and spent some time with just some, a couple different people that we you know cherish here since we're not from you know Jersey, we don't have a lot of family out here, so there's a couple people who have kind of welcomed us into like their family traditions and whatnot. And so, uh, we had the opportunity to go spend some time with them, um, which was really awesome. Our kids got to run around and you know tucker themselves out. We got home like around one o'clock in the oh, morning, okay. Yeah, it was a it was we actually, I guess, some people. I guess it's frowned upon, but we got to double dip. So we got to go to somebody's Thanksgiving thing at like 1 30 in the afternoon. Uh, okay. And okay, then yeah. we got to go to another Thanksgiving thing at like seven o'clock. So, like, nice. you know, food was hot at 1 food was hot at seven o'clock. So it was like the best. <laughs> Dude, whatever. No, some
0: people do that now. Like, yeah. Like, open Thanksgiving. Yeah, like, if you're yeah. around, stop by.
1: So yeah, like, man. That's what we like, saying. So I was like, yo, this is great. People were like, oh, yo, you're double dipping. I'm like, well, you know what? Listen, if I get the blessings, you know, I'm not gonna turn them away. That's just what it is. So I'm happy, you know, it was good. Plus, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, so it was really good. Nice, yeah, it was
0: good. That's cool. So, how
1: about you? What was your Thanksgiving like? You yeah, guys? it was good. Yeah, we we're
0: with my family, and our our families are in the same hometown, so it's nice. Uh, my family's Italian, so we eat a ton of food. Right. I didn't even realize this, but Rebecca told me after we got married, and she started going. She's like, Your family eats like four courses for for like Thanksgiving dinner and the classic like Thanksgiving dinner with like the turkey stuffing and everything that's after all the rest of the food. Oh so we eat like three different courses I Whoa. guess like we eat dessert and coffee and then come when back to the turkey we come back for the turkey. wow yeah that's... cranberry sauce all <sighs> oh, that's at the end.
1: Wow that's high levels so of Thanksgiving right <laughs> yeah. there. That's I don't know crazy. I just grew up with
0: it and it was pretty normal but wow. now now I look forward to it. Now I'm like okay my brother made this dessert. I just want to say okay. it's called dirt. Have you had dirt? Before? No, I've never had. Dirt It's like dirt Oreos before. and I don't know, like I don't know, Clipper. I, I don't know what right. it is. Okay,
1: but it's amazing. All right, that, I had a lot of that. That's too. not bad. That's, that doesn't sound bad at all. Just, yeah. I mean, I'm an Oreo fan, so that sounds great. Dude, yeah, that's pretty dope. I have to,
0: okay, I have to tell him you, should try it. Are you? It's are amazing. you?
1: Are you a dessert person yourself? Like, do you make desserts, mm-hmm. or you're just mainly kind of? I no, know we're I getting guess, a little off topic, but you yeah. talked about. Like, you doing meatballs and things like that. Yeah. Are you more of, like, a cook or are you more of a baker?
0: You I feel? guess, like, cook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've really made too many dessert things. All right, all right. But, then, yeah, my brother's, like, come into his own now. Yeah, I'm as like, a baker, though. Okay. That's his vibe. Yeah, That's like his he float. can. Uh, yeah, he I up. mean, I was impressed, so. Okay. I feel like I need to, you know, get good at that. Rebecca's pretty good at baking, but she oh, doesn't really okay. eat most she desserts. Does. Oh, okay. She, she, she does that.
1: All know, right. well, go ahead to test some of that stuff out. Yeah.
0: That's what's up. That's legit. But all right man so yeah let's talk about it just for a few minutes yeah, sure. uh so yeah we we're starting the series God with us and obviously that's kind of what Christmas time is about i know you opened up with advent that's where it's like looking forward to that season of yeah. of that's what christmas represents and yeah. week 1 was in the valley so you know you started with like um talk about the incarnation and how important that was
1: yeah i just think that if we're going to talk about God with us i think we got to talk about the fact that the Incarnation is a thing, and I think that especially globally, you know, as a global church, we have to make sure that we're, we get this thing right. I mean, there was a whole, you know, they've had councils, you know, on whether, like, what the main doctrines of the faith are, and I feel like in order for us to, in in a time right now when the country is so divided, in a time right now when I think the church has a lot of different opinions about certain things, it's very important, I think, that we get the things that are cornerstones about our faith, Mm -hmm. like, right. And that we know how to communicate those things and that we are passing those things on, you know, to the next generation. Because I mean, if, and this is like not to be disrespectful, but if the only thing that the youth get from us is, you know, Hillsong is cool and elevation is dope, then I think we failed. So like, we've got to make sure that we take those elements like, Hey, the incarnation, you know, this is something that Martin Luther talked about. This goes hundreds of years. Like, this is hundreds of years of our history. Like, yeah. you know, we need to make sure we're communi- communicating those things um, to, you know, the next generation. And then it also, like, for a disciple to grow, I think it's important for them to understand those concepts and then just kind of communicate those concepts.
0: I yeah, I think so. there's a line, like, when it comes to preaching, like, um, and we, I guess we've talked about that a little bit, like, how far, um, you know, how deep you want to get into something yeah. like doctrine or, yeah. like, the development of a doctrine or something. Like, at, yeah, at one level— You're trying to preach to everybody, so everybody feels included. And when you start getting deep, you start getting, like, who's really interested in this anymore? But on the other hand, what you were just saying, like, part of growing as a disciple is knowing the depth of our faith and that, you know, we're built on centuries, yeah, of people talking about this, thinking this through, um, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit as well. Right. And I think even with the incarnation, it's important, I think, um, without talking about it, you know i think it can be easy i remember a kid one time in youth group was we were talking about the resurrection and he was like you know like he had never really thought it through like what that really means and yeah. he was like you know i believe jesus like came back you know like spiritually and and now he helps me and i was like okay but like it makes complete sense that if that's never been explained to him right. in any sort of way that jesus and him coming into your heart it's right. all spiritual kind of Fake talk, right? Almost, right. In some ways, right. It
1: on on some levels can become a sense of mysticism as opposed yes. to a sense of like your your faith and like yeah. what we know to be true. And I think too, if I could just kind of like maybe make maybe this is a hard jump, but like w- today uh, there's a ton of people doing these like 23andMe like type deals because they want to know their history. Basically, they want to yeah. know that there's more to them than just their name. That their their personhood goes, like, generations, like, into these depths of different locations and stuff like that. And I feel like in that same way, that's what our faith is. And we should be able to have that same type of awe and wonder. Because when people discover, like, they're like, oh, what? I'm like, you know, uh, 3%, you know, Cambodian or, like, whatever. And, you know, and they're white. They're like, whoa, man, I can't believe. You know, they get, like, (laughs) this. They kind of, their, their brains kind of explode. But then they have this, like, appreciation for who they are, yeah. I feel like that same type of concept should, can be applied to, like, our faith in the sense of, like, hey, man, do you know how deep this actually goes? Do yeah. you know how far, you know, some of these thoughts and, and, and cornerstones of our faith actually go into, you know, uh, Judaism and Hebrew faith? Like, these things go deep, you know, yeah. and I think that it allows for people in a way to kind of just fall in love with who Jesus is and just all of this stuff. So I don't know That's right. uh, I think that that's cool.
0: Dude. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And so dude, you keep talking about it in the series. And again, that's what Christmas time is about. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> so yeah. So knowing that God is with us, you know, we talked about week one you had in the Valley and something you said that was really good. I think you were quoting Craig Rochelle. Um, we can enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we get to know God in the valleys and, um, you know, you opened up, talk about, yeah, like, I guess you unpacked that a little bit, like, man, it's easy, you know, like, in the mountaintops. Yeah, man,
1: the mountaintops are, like, those are the points where I feel like, oftentimes, when you see everything, and you're like, man, this is dope, or this is crazy, like, look how good God is, you know what I mean, and it's always, like, I feel like mountaintop moments, I mean, they're different for everybody, Um, they can be, like, as big as, like, wow, like, you know what, uh, my aunt was, you know, healed of cancer and that's yeah. a mountaintop, bro. Like, and you know, yeah, that's crazy, you know? And then some people are like, oh man, I got a parking spot at target this season, you know, like that's <laughs> yeah. and for them. That's a mountaintop moment. And like, um, you know, I said that as like a joke, but at the same time, like for some people, that is like a big thing and they'll, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they'll, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to downplay anybody's blessing. You know, but you've probably been in those situations where people are like, "Oh, do you have a testimony or a praise report?" And somebody's like, "You know what? I prayed and asked God for a parking spot, and He gave it to me, and that's their <laughs> yeah, mountaintop, yeah, yeah. man." You're like,
0: right, yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. So sometimes, like, like I'm not—I mean, you know, God gave you a parking spot. Praise the Lord. You know, but I'm, I think that it's easy for us to celebrate those moments. But yeah, then right. when things get, you know, when things shift, when they're not in the mountaintops, when we're in the valley, like. We don't always have that same energy you know what yeah, i mean we yeah, don't always right. have that same attitude it's all of a sudden
0: it's like Man, hold up. Like, what's going on? You know, and in fact, like, maybe like you, yeah, when you're going through a valley and you're going to park and then you're just like, you know what, God, you know what would make my, it's just this little thing would help me open up a parking spot and it doesn't happen. Right. Like, I, I guess that's what it is. You're, <laughs> right, you're in the valley right. and you can't even get a parking spot. <laughs> right. You spot. can't get a
1: parking spot and now you real salty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, I can't believe this day. And your day is horrible all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. never mind the fact that you could wake up this morning, you could breathe this morning. You didn't yeah. get your parking spot and so therefore you're upset. That's so, right. like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, oh, but totally it's true.
0: It's, yeah, it's, you know when things are going well, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And sometimes there are those big blessings. Sometimes it's those little ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we did go to the outlets on Saturday. I was circling around. Got, I had a great parking okay, spot. This see, guy saw me, too. he was like, "Hey, man, you can take my spot." I was like, "Yeah!" See, sir. all right, now that's a mega but mountain top. Somebody, nice, yeah. he, somebody he made a me. way for you. He, that's like, he, <laughs> that's big deal nice. right
1: there. Somebody was like, "Let <laughs> me bless you with this parking spot." You know, I mean, like that's you know what's funny too, like even. I, and I love my wife. I forget one time she was like, she was like, "Babe, I didn't have any change in the in the you know in the card for uh, a Shoprite card." And since somebody just said, "Hey, you know what? You could have my Shoprite card," and I was like, "You know what? Jesus, thank you for that." All yeah. Right. And I'm like, "All right, cool. Praise the Lord." You well, know right, what I mean?
0: That's like, what it says. Right to give thanks in all th- yeah. circumstances. All so, circumstances. You a
1: Win is a win. Is a win. Is a win. I guess. So there yeah. you go, man. Blessings.
0: So. Um, uh, yeah no so we you talked about Psalm eighty four I thought uh, it was a really cool passage of scripture you know was there some stuff uh, you thought that was you know pretty cool like I don't know was we we were talking about I'm just gonna move this here no, you're good. I think you oh, cool. um, like we were talking about sometimes in a sermon you don't always get to share everything I don't know yeah mm-hmm. I think
1: so just I don't know when I look at this passage of scripture like even just the idea of the valley of Baca like who like the the author is really like trying to convey something that people like understand, like, and he uses the Valley of Baca almost like in the sense of like a generality. Like, so there's this aspect of it where you're like, Oh man, like, all right, the Valley of Baca, like he mentions it specifically, but for him to mention it specifically, he's, there's a good amount of people who probably have, traveled this valley or have seen this valley or know of this valley. Like, yeah. and that's, that's a crazy thing. Like, it's almost like, you know, how, if you've ever, you know, when you preach and you try to tell a joke, that's like culture specific, like only a certain niche of people yeah, will yeah. actually get this joke, you know, yeah, yeah. and you're kind of like, Oh, I'm going to try to make it work. And you try to make it work. And then only like just a handful of people get it. Like, they are yeah, like, yeah. okay, you're like, Oh, come on. You know, yeah, and, so and it just doesn't yeah, yeah. hit, you know, yeah. but this guy, he uses the Valley of Baca and it's like, no, everyone knows, you know what I mean? Like, you know what this valley is about, you know, you know what this valley probably looks like, smells like, you probably have like, you know, walked this valley multiple times in your life, especially if, because I think the idea in this passage is that, you know, there are people who travel this valley on their pilgrimage back to Jerusalem. So like anytime there was, you know, there, if you're a Hebrew and you're heading back to Jerusalem to worship, uh, during the different you know festivals that you, worship in Jerusalem for, you probably had to travel through this valley, and if you traveled through that valley, you you knew what it was about, you yeah. knew what to expect, you knew how hard it was in some spaces, you knew where, you know, when to stop, when to not stop, you yeah, know, yeah. you knew where uh, where trouble lurked, and so, and you, I mean, I don't know, just The nuances, I guess, of of mentioning the Valley of Baca. So he's able to take,
0: yeah, something that like everybody knew, yeah, man, everybody was familiar with. Yo, you you traverse this before, and now he's using it. I mean, metaphorically, right? But it's it it's packed full of all this meaning, right? And so even when you're going through the Valley of Baca, like actually not just physically, but in a spiritual sense or an emotional sense, right?
1: He's like he's tying it all. Powerful. Yeah, he's tying it all like in on like. In other words, he got bars like he's just putting it yeah. together in these different levels and you
0: know, like what you said. I think I think you said it like that. The trees uh, look like they were weeping. So, yeah, the
1: understanding is that the understanding is that these specific type of trees in this area would drip resin or, and, or sap. And so the sap, if you've ever seen sap drip from a tree, it's slow. Right. But if it over time, if it's been dripping for a long time, it'll look like a long tear or just like a long. Right. So then when you would walk past these trees they would look like they were basically weeping so they wow. we would call them like you know this is the valley of weeping and then on top of it to understand that hey going through this this valley is not easy so Dude, you know yeah. you probably are weeping and so um it's so deep yeah that is so so, it levels. is deep man it is it's, all, so it's a whole different bunch of different levels and you just understand that you go into this valley you're probably weeping or like and maybe for different reasons right but right. like you know If you're younger, going through the valley, you're weeping because it's hard. Yeah. If you're older, you're weeping going through the valley because you remember how many times you've made this journey. Right. How many times you've got to see Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. How many times you've encountered the presence of God both in the valley and at Zion. Like it's like, you know, as you get older in life, the tears that you cry are almost more appreciative of the valleys, which is like crazy to think about. Yeah. Cause when you're going through a valley, you're probably like, man, I hate this. But when you're, when you're going, when you're older and you're reminiscing or thinking about those times, all of a sudden those tears mean something different, yeah. they're like a source of strength. And then all of a sudden they empower other people around you because you tell them like, oh, I've made this journey multiple times. Yeah. God was with me through this part and he'll be with me at this part again. And that's, that's really I don't know, there's levels. I, that's really good. It's, it's bars in there. Bro. I,
0: I told you a little bit, like when, so the three points that you had kind of coming out of this whole section was, you know, our strength comes from God. The right. valley is temporary and to make room for rain or provision. Right. And so, yeah, when you, when you had first said that about like the tears, are a source of strength, like in the future, I personally, I was confused. I was like. Oh, like I don't know what that means, yeah. but what, even just how you just explained it, I feel like yeah, okay, like that's right, like because you've been through this experience, yeah, like those man. tears. It mean now when you're on the other side, or you're on the mountain, or you're looking back, you're yeah, like, dude. wow, g- yeah, God was with me, yeah man, and it just means so much more. And I more.
1: think, and I think even too, like just even in the midst of it, like so you'll have like times in life where you're going through something, and I think this is, and, and I don't know if I communicated this well, but when we go through things in life, because the whole point, yeah, the point was to make room for provision. Right. And it almost is like a, it's like a bow tie, right? Like it goes back to point one. Point one is our strength comes from God. Yeah. So you're making room for a strength that comes from God. When you weep, when you cry and you release those emotions, it's an opportunity to kind of get that stuff out. But then at the same time, you're, you're like exhaling pain, but you're inhaling strength. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, like, yeah. when I'm weeping, oftentimes I'm like, man, dude, I got to get this out. And then when I'm done weeping, I take like a big, because most of the time, anytime you're done crying, you're like, You know, you're inhaling and it's almost like this refreshing sense of, all right, I got new strength to keep going. Whether or not that strength is to make it to the end or make it through these next few moments or make it to, you know, the next, you know, for a week or whatever, like whatever that provision is, God is going to give it to you so that you can make it to the next point, next level or whatever it is. And so that idea of making room for rain, it it was like two points in one. So the first point is, the first idea is, all right, actual physically crying, letting those tears come out to then inhale strength from the Lord to keep yeah. going. And then at the same time, you know, getting on your knees and digging the well. And yeah. so like,
0: I think that's good. Cause I think when, in order to come to that place, like emotionally, spiritually, mentally to cry, to kind of let it out, like you're saying, right. I think you have to admit like to get there, you're saying like, okay, I can't do it all or, or whatever. So in order to like, to, to let it out and now inhale or like make room for God, you're admitting like, I don't have all the strength to get this done. So it's, it's like there there is like this emotional release and then there's like a, okay God. So I've, I've let go of my own attempts because like when you're still (laughs) holding it inside, you're like, well, this is crazy, but I'm still going to get through it or or I'm still gonna, it's up to me, like my plans to try to, to get it done. yeah i think that's
1: and i know you're 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 right on i think that that is where a lot of us i think sometimes lose our way Mm -hmm. right because we say to ourselves all right cool i i let out this cry all right let me pull myself up by the bootstraps and let me get this done yeah right when probably what we need to do is be like all right god i'm spent (laughs) you know like i got nothing left what do you got for me because i can't make the rest of this journey unless you show up unless you intervene you know uh, on my behalf and i think that's where i think a lot of people get lost as they say all right cool i've cried about it you know i know god is with me but i'm still gonna do this that and the third um and i feel like there's a fine line there i think that there is a sense of like responsibility on our part but i think that there's also a sense of trusting in the lord yeah uh, to get that uh for him to kind of do his part you know like yeah I, i think that's really like all of faith, honestly, like, you know what I mean? Well, like right, that yeah. level of it's like, it's like a tension. Yeah. What always... part yeah, that's good. I tension, I love the word tension because to, to me, tension, tension I feel always gives the best illustration of like the balance between our humanity and yeah. allowing God to do what God wants to do. I think forget. Sorry, right. I was gonna say, so, um, I was gonna say, I forget what it was, but I was having a conversation with, with our youth group, and I was just telling them, I was like, guys, you know, these things are tensions to manage. And they were like, well, what's it like? What do you mean? And I, I don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden, I was thinking about my thinking to myself, I'm like, well, you know, when you play guitar, you tune your guitar right to a certain, you know, to certain notes, right? Like, you have your strings and you have to tune them to certain like uh, notes, and that's a tension that you kind of have to manage if it's too tight. Then it's sharp. If it's too loose, then it's flat. And if you don't tune it right, you're not making harmony. Does it make sense? Like every
0: time you perform, you need to retune it. You kinda have to if you leave it alone, or even if you're playing it every day, you actually have to continue to manage that tension. You're always checking the note. That's an amazing analogy. No, but
1: right. Does it make sense though? Like, yeah. So like cause if you do like in because in and then the crazy part about it is if one of those strings is out of tune then you're not creating harmony. You're creating dissonance. You're creating the opposite of what you want. And so like, what if, if in this life, you know, we want to see blessing and we want to see, you know, um, God's hand move, there is a tension to manage between, um, being idle, being active yeah you know like yeah. uh, waiting on god is not the same as being idle i don't think you know and understanding that tension i think is important and i so, think
0: that's actually that's perfect because i wanted to ask you a little bit so you said that like um you know we needed to start digging wells in order to make room for the provision um and again kind of quoting craig rochelle to show god your faith he'll show you his faithfulness yeah i thought that was really cool that was a cool moment for me when yeah. you're like we got to be digging wells like So we're ready when God sends his rain, his provision on us. And I thought that was so deep. But like, so kind of, we're talking about the tension of being idle and active. Mm -hmm. The idea of digging wells. Again, we're really using that as a metaphor. So what do you think would be some ways, um, like actual practical ways of digging wells? Or again, managing that tension between being idle, whatever. Um, What are some like examples you would say of of digging a well? I'm going through a valley or I feel like I could be going through a valley. Yeah, I
1: think... um Oof. I mean, this is the first example that pops into my mind. It might be one of the more controversial ones, but I think tithing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. just like, yeah, everybody's got bills. I'm not saying that like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not here to like compare people's stories and be like, oh, you got more bills than me. So like, therefore this, that, and the third. Yeah. Uh, I think at the end of the day, the idea is faithfulness, right? Like, right. you know, i my my tension is my tension, your tension is your tension, but I think what God is looking from the bo- looking for from the both of us yeah. is faithfulness. And so, all right, I know I've got these bills to pay. I, I know also that if I tithe and give to the Lord what belongs to the Lord, He will supply all of my all my needs, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like all of them are gonna be taken care of if I just trust in him with my finances. And so, you know, learning to kind of manage that and be like, All right, here's the tension, you know, like I, you know, I got these bills to pay. I also got to make sure that I tithe, you know, what are my, where are my priorities, making sure I organize them in the right, you know, in the right way. And, and you know, maybe some tangible ways to kind of put that together is, you know, making sure that my bills operate in a schedule that allow for me to continue to do that. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Like, and making yeah. sure that I organize them in that way. I don't I know. Think, That's just the first thing that popped into my brain. No, so. it's a great
0: example because you're <laughs> so, like, okay, it's easy to, you know, praise God on the mountaintops. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> so when, when you feel when like that you're tax making more hit, money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, dude, I'll, I'll donate to church. Yeah, it's, yeah. This is I'll do- great. Right, because the tax return hit people
1: be like, oh yeah, man, here you go, bam. Easy, you know, yeah. <laughs> like easy when but, it ain't that tax when it ain't tax season, it's a different story. Right, and so
0: you're walking through the valley, and like you said, like uh, sometimes in the valley, God is either maybe just trying to take you to where you need to go next, so you have to go to the valley, yeah. uh, go through the valley, or He's trying to teach you something in the valley. Yeah. A lot of times it's both. But So. You can be in the valley. It's harder to tithe now. It's harder to keep that priority, but, like, you need to be digging that well of, like, faithfulness and trusting in God. You know, that's what Scripture says, and so I'm going to do this, and then God is going to provide for what I need in this time. Right,
1: and I think that what's important to also know or kind of highlight is that he's going to provide what you need. That don't necessarily mean he's going to, like, open up, like, like, you know, everything, a bank bank account where you got like, you know, eight digits, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, Oh, this is bank. You know, like it, it probably won't look like that. You know what I mean? Like he will supply all of your needs. Like that just because he doesn't, and this, I don't know, everybody's got different ideas about this. Now we're getting into some like, you know, (laughs) subjective faith here, but like, you know, like when people talk about, Oh, God's going to pour out a blessing and abundance da -da da da. you know, like, you know, been into that prosperity gospel type yeah, yeah, deal right, like I'd right. be I mean, like I don't know bro like Bible also says you know what I'm saying we share in his sufferings like I'm not going yeah, well, to say Yeah well you know yeah, what I like, get, <laughs> but... get it this right, right it's right. like do you
0: but... give because you get a blessing right. or do you give even though you're not going to get a blessing right. it's a discipline right. and you do it because, you, because because you love the Lord You love the Lord and you trust him and it's a stewardship issue and it's a it's a heart issue Even if I get nothing back, God, I'm giving this to you to remind myself that, oh, well, in the case of the valley, I'm going through this valley and I'm going to keep you first. Even though actually I could keep this in my pocket or I could use this for something else, I'm going to remind myself right now, even when I don't feel like it, that you're first in my life. And it's a discipline, whether you give me something back or not that's so, it that's, i
1: mean like even jesus says you know you can't serve two masters and even in that right. passage of scripture he's talking about god and money ironically you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, right, he's like you right. can't serve two masters that's what it is and so you know you're going through those valleys you know and sometimes yeah like you're saying he's he's trying to teach you something or remind you of something trying to teach you that he is faithful despite yeah. what the circumstances may feel like try to remind you that he's your God, not that green stuff in your wallet. You know sure, what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you know, just trying of, that's, I don't know. It's not easy. I'm not going to say, and that's the other thing. I don't want to sit here and like pretend like it's easy for everybody. Cause I know for some people it's hard, but I think that ultimately in those moments, as you discipline your heart and your soul and your spirit, what you gain is just, greater even if what you gain is not something tangibly like or something tangible. tangible financially right i feel like you still gain in your heart and in your soul you grow that absolutely just, you can't lose
0: and i think that's what uh that's what god with us is about that's what uh this time christmas time is about as we're anticipating it getting closer now and so uh yeah let's start to wrap up dude i sure. think i think this has been great so yeah. looking forward to maybe we could try to do this, no, again. this was dope, man. Um so yeah, any other concluding thoughts? I guess you have about, about whatever.
1: Uh, concluding thoughts. Um, I don't know, man. I think I, I I think we said a lot of good things. I think we said, yeah, I think we said yeah. a lot of good things. I think that the gist of everything I think was kind of just went over and yeah. I don't know. I feel good. I don't know. I mean, not unless yet. you have a, unless no, you have it, whatever. I'll take I'll take, I'll take critiques to- too. So like I, I mean I'm obviously always trying to get better. Like. I think that um, one of the things that you said I thought that stuck stuck out to me is when you were like, "Oh, I didn't really get this." I'm like, "Oh, okay, good," because that helps me to be. I, I want to grow as a communicator, get right, become yeah. a better communicator. So, how do I find ways to communicate this idea better? You know, or how do I find ways to? Because uh, even just in this Monday morning quarterbacking type deal, I feel like I've communicated point three a lot better than I did on Sunday.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, well, and it could have been me just personally anyway, but uh No, no, no. Like I it, think
1: that's I I'm always when I'm writing, I'm like, what is what can someone say against this point? Or what can right, someone yeah, say yeah. to counter this idea? Like even if it's something secular because I feel like that's sometimes we get comfortable in our Christianese, right? Yeah, right. Uh that we don't know how to have conversation with people who think differently than us yeah. and so um or like
0: our, in the, the way that i felt like it's like you know it's a metaphor that yeah and just in church world christians like christian worlds are gonna like understand or like okay or like we're gonna fill in the blank even mm-hmm. if we don't understand so that's why i was like i was trying to fill in the blank i'm like oh, like i think i know but i'm not sure like and so yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I still think you unpacked it well cool. and so you know, long as but, that,
1: long as it gets the message across that's yeah, really but, all i care yeah.
0: about so Well, I appreciate the time. Uh, here's my last question. Maybe we'll open up with this next week. Oh God, maybe okay. I cut this. I don't know. Okay. But have you started The Mandalorian? I have. You did? <laughs> yes, <Yeah. Yeah.
1: laughs> so I started it. Started it. I'm, I'm all. I'm all caught up. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Me too. Yeah. We finished. Uh, it yeah. Like, uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Four episodes. So. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Dude, Baby Yoda. Rebecca loves it. That, it is pretty dope. I mean, should we be talking about this? All? Okay. I was just saying, uh, like, this right. spoilers. I just. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that's all over. I saw that before yeah, I started. I mean,
1: the connection that this is from Mandalorian alright but, like All right, but well would
0: I you was, would you recommend the show at least 100%. okay so you've um, got to watch yeah, it yeah, yeah.
1: I think the, the guy who plays the Mandalorian just as an actor communicates with his body things that you would usually look for in, a, in an actor's face right yeah I think he does a phenomenal job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Guess, like, so good. like yeah he's good his shoulders in certain parts, like, oh, man. Yeah. like it's communicating different things and I'm like yeah I like this Yeah, I like yeah. This a lot. Kudos to him. He's dude, I
0: remember when uh, Tom Hardy was Bane, and it was a big deal that he wore the mask. Oh, right, right. But they were like, so like, man, so, he does so much with his eyes. Like, oh, you can right, right, right. see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But so in this case, he doesn't even have that. It's just his helmet. Yeah, it's his, cool. his armor. But like, you you are so connected to him anyway. You know what he's thinking yes. or what he's feeling yeah, in a moment. Right. Like, yeah, dude, he's great. He's like, he's like great, so. he like,
1: pauses, looks yeah. over his shoulder, you're like, oh, yeah, boy,
0: yeah. God, it's such a tease, though, man. They're like 30 minutes. It's it. It
1: does feel. Listen, it does feel. I, 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 it'd be interesting to see where they go with
0: this. I, I, They're probably trying to keep it, like, play it safe. You know what I mean? Like, 30 minutes, tease, like, just kind of. I think they kind of have to. I yeah. think
1: they've been catching a lot of heat. No, they have been In the Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no So they played so they it safe, play it safe. Less is more And
0: idea. you know what? Everyone There's been like pretty much No negativity about this show At all yet So yeah, it's like it's Well, it's well all right. I have appreciated
1: it. Mandalorian He's that
0: guy Alright, man Well, dude, sounds good Okay, well, thanks for listening If uh, you listen exactly. to this that, Yeah, thanks for being part of it, man Alright we'll do this again soon